What's up, y'all? This is Bernard Pollard's show, and I'm your host, Bernard Pollard, and I appreciate you tuning in with me today. Now, I took last week off. I was a little tired. Um, I did another show with my dog, Jay. I had a lot of fun with that, uh, but needed to rest myself. Uh, But I got some... uh, I got some good stuff for you today, and we're going to be talking about the recap of, of uh, week 10, but, you know, like I said, week 9, I, I, I did take off, so we're going to, I'm going to try to make up for it uh, on, on this episode. Now, I got to tell everybody, I know a lot of people pissed off, everybody got Lamar Jackson, uh, most people have Lamar Jackson as their MVP candidate right now. Now, he's up there, I think he's a top five guy. I have Russell Wilson. Now, as I watched his game last night with Russell Wilson, uh, it, it made it even more clear that he was the clear-cut number one uh, MVP candidate. Now, things can change as the season gets go- as the season uh, uh, continues, but right now, for me, in my opinion, Russell Wilson is number one. Now, uh, number two, I will have to say Christian McCaffrey from the from the um, Panthers, and then I like Dalvin Cook. Um, Lamar Jackson is four, and I don't really know who – you know what? Time out. I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson is like number three or four. I forgot about Deshaun. I don't know how I forgot about Deshaun. His, 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 his freaking year has been exceptional. I picked the, the, the Texans to win the Super Bowl. Um, so Deshaun has got to be number three right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson probably number four, and Dalvin Cook number five. Now, for all you who think I hate Lamar Jackson, I don't. I don't. I am just talking about the style of play. The guy is exciting. He's he's electric, and I like watching him play football. At the quarterback position, he is not. Uh, he just happened to be at the quarterback position, but with his arm talent, I am just not there yet. But we can talk about that later on. Now, talking about Russell Wilson, I want to talk about this game from last night, the, the Seattle Seahawks and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Now, this was this was probably the best game of the year to me. In my opinion, I know y'all like to throw stones when I say what's, what was the best and what wasn't the best. This right here by far was the best game of the 2019 season. The Seattle Seahawks uh, was a 72 football team against an 8-0 uh, squad with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers, has, they've been surprising so many people. Uh, the play of Garoppolo, I think the run game has been keeping this team in a lot of games. But the defense have, has been dominant. And they played well last night. I, I, they held Russell Wilson. He was he was under 200 yards. He was about 134 late in the third quarter. So they did a good job uh, with Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, but the, this 49ers team, I got as I told you before, I don't really trust quarterbacks from New England. That's not in New England. But Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing good ball. At the end of the game, he about he about threw two of them. They should have ended the game quicker than what they, what they did. But they dropped them. He was, t- <clears throat> excuse me, 24 for 46, 248 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. I was surprised with the running game. I was surprised Tevin Coleman didn't get it going like he like he has been. Uh, he was nine carries for 40 yards. Um, and, and I mean, with uh, Breda or Breda, however you say his name, he had 28, or I'm sorry, 18 carries. So that sh- that tells you right there, Seattle was committed to the run game. They was committed to, to, to shutting this run game of the 49ers down, making Garoppolo beat them in the air. Um, you know, in in the air, uh, this Samuel kid from from San Francisco, he has been outstanding. I, I since I've watched San Francisco this year, this kid has come on. He had eight catches for 112. Bourne had eight for 42. Um, was a little bit surprised with Emmanuel uh, with Emmanuel Sanders. He only had two for 24. I think he's a guy that you definitely has got to get. You got to get going. Marquise Goodwin, you know, uh, he was non-existent. 
but to look at the Seattle Seahawks football team, they showed up and played lights out. I thought the last couple weeks they have been dead. They have been slow. Uh, they've been starting games slow. They've been outplayed in the first, second, and sometimes even in the third quarter, and they've tried to bring it on in the fourth. Um, but this was a team led by Russell Wilson, 24 for 34, 232 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I thought Carson did a really good job, uh, 25 carries on 89 yards. He had a touchdown. Russell Wilson did some good things. He, he, he evaded the rush, got out the pocket, 6 for 53 yards um, on a, in a run game. But I, I, uh, Metcalf, he, he distributed the ball well to a lot of different guys. We all understand and saw that Lockett got hurt. So he was he was done for uh, most of the game. Uh, Gordon stepped in. And talking about this kid, Gordon, I, I, I don't want to downplay and I've said this before, you know, I understand substance abuse. I understand it's a, it's a, it's a illness and it, we take it serious, but this kid has been getting chance after chance after chance. And it's just for me, I don't know how many chances he's going to get, but for him to be in the shape and to be able to play and to contribute for a football team, I understand he only had one catch or two, I'm sorry, two catches for 27 yards, but this guy is phenomenal. Just think of what he would have been. If he would have kept his head, if he'd have had his head on straight, you know, if they'd have attacked the illnesses, um, you know, dealing with them early on in his career, this kid I think would be a top five receiver ever, ever. I think, in my opinion, but um, offensively, the offense played well. They did some really good things defensively. I love what they did. This linebacker car really right and and and. Um, Right, and uh, Bobby Wagner played really good freaking ball. Wagner is just – he is the Mike linebacker you want on your football team. He's physical. He's fast. He's smart. He understands the game of football. This game obviously went to the – went to overtime. Last uh, seconds in overtime, Seattle ended up kicking a – ended up kicking a field goal uh, to win the game. But I want everybody to understand – as quick as everybody was on this kid from the 49ers, uh, th- th- this rookie kicker that stepped in uh, for the vet, uh, everybody was on him. And as quick as he missed that field goal, I-, I think it was in overtime when they got the interception, ran all the way down, that's how quick this thing turns. That's how quick people turn. An- announcers, analysts, whatever it may be, fans, they were up in arms, high-fiving, smiling, congratulating this kid, saying he's answered the bell and this and that. And as soon as he missed the kick, everybody started dogging him. So that lets you know, you you be high one minute and low the next. So as we get ready to go into our next game, talking about this next football game. Now, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I did. I picked the, the Seattle Seahawks to win this game uh, over the 49ers. It was a tough decision, but I picked the Seahawks to win this game. Now, this one, I thought... This was going to be a tight uh, football game. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the uh, uh, L.A. Rams. I am surprised what's going on in L.A. right now. I I, I don't understand um, what what's going on with golf. I don't understand what's going on with McVay, what they're doing offensively as far as how, is they're, how they're attacking people. Um, but golf had two interceptions. Um, he had two interceptions, 22 for uh, 41, no touchdown passes. As I already said, two interceptions. Todd Gurley. 12 carries, 72 yards, 73 yards. He's showing up and playing some good ball. I don't, I mean, is it too late? I don't know what's wrong with this cat. I mean, he's he's a he's a top three paid high highest paid running backs. He is talented out the backfield, receiving out the backfield, is what running out the backfield and receiving. I just don't know what's going on. I, I mean, they, they're secretive about, you know, if, if he's injured. This receiving core is, I thought, taking a step back. Uh, Robert Woods, seven catches for 95 yards. Uh, Everett had eight for 68. 
you used to seeing Cup in there. Um, he had four targets. They made it their mission to shut this cat down because uh, he's been balling. But at the same time, I, you know, with McVay, how smart he is, uh, the, the type of coach he has around him, I just would have thought they would be better these last uh, few weeks, and they've been piss poor, awful, and that's that's odd to me. Now, as I look at the Steelers uh, or the Steelers team, period, a lot of people didn't give this team a chance. I know I, I counted them out um, after losing Big Ben, um, after losing Rudolph, and then you're down to your third string, and now uh, Mason Rudolph is he's coming along, and I think they're doing just enough. Uh, they're not trying to be elaborate. They're not trying to, you know, go out here and and just let him turn it loose. At the same time, he threw the ball 38 times. He he, he wasn't crazy with the football. 22 for 38, 242 yards and a touchdown. This was good. This was a. I, I thought this was a good win. Uh, the, the Steelers won this football game 17 to 12 uh, to to uh, go five and four. But Jalen Samuels, uh, he had 14 for 29, and and I mean just. We don't see Connor here. I, I mean, I, I understand guys are injured. Guys may, you know, be be, be facing some things or whatever. But I'm just kind of surprised with the the, the the direction that James Connor is going. I, I I want him to be a dominant back. I understand injuries and everything play his role in this game. But it's just for this team to be successful, he's going to need to get to football. He's going to have to be healthy. You can't you you, you can't be dominant you can't be a factor if you in a training room and i mean like i said we can't help injuries i understand it i get it but uh james washington led the he led the this receiving course six catches for 90 and a touchdown uh deontay johnson has four for 64 juju smith schuster had three for 44 once again i think this team is missing a number one receiver you have a backup quarterback with a whole bunch of two and three guys you know as far as two and three receivers I don't see a clear-cut number one. I've said that from the get-go when they lost um, Antonio Brown. This team needs the number one receiver. Everybody put Juju Smith-Schuster up there and said that how he's going to be dominant. I didn't see it. I still don't see it. He's been sporadic um, in his games. He's had some games where he's had 100 yards. He had some games where he had 15 yards. I just don't understand what's going on. Um, but Mason Rudolph is doing a good job dispersing the ball. He's not showing or locking into just one dude. Um, he's he's putting his ball out there. You you had a few guys who had three targets or six targets. One guy had three. Three had seven. So he's trying to get the ball around, and I, I like what he's doing um, defensively. Let me. I, I gotta apologize. Because I did. I I, I taught I, this trade with Mika Fitzpatrick. I did not think it was going to work. I didn't think he was a true corner coming out of Alabama. I didn't think he was a true safety. Um, he didn't play the safety position enough. I thought he was. A, he thought he was, would be a really good nickel uh, back um, because he played around the line of scrimmage at the nickel back position at Alabama. And this trade has probably been one of the best trades uh, a team has made, has made um, this this 2019 season. Mika Fitzpatrick has been outstanding. I think he's had three interceptions. Um, he has had, he's three interceptions, three two or three touchdowns. I mean, this kid is around the football. Uh, whether or not you agree that that was a fumble or not uh, with with uh, with golf, arm going forward, whatever it may be, this kid was around the ball and went to the crib. So giving away a first round pick for a first round pick, this was good. I didn't I didn't think it was going to be awesome. I didn't think it was going to be a good trade. This ended up being probably one of the best moves this team has made because he's brought some excitement. He's ignited some things, some energy. 
to this Pittsburgh Steelers defense and they're scoring and they're stopping people. So congrats to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers for making this trade to the GM, to the head coach. Uh, I would have loved to play for Tomlin. I would have loved to. Man, I, it sucks that my career is over, but I'm old. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo freaking Bills. Now, we didn't all talked about these doggone uh, Cleveland Browns. I'm tired of seeing – I really am. I'm tired of seeing Baker Mayfield. I really am. I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing him on commercials. I, I think he's uh, performing poorly. I don't understand what Kitchens is doing. I watch these games. This is an undisciplined football team. Offensively, you don't know who what their identity is. Uh, do they want to run? Do they want to pass? Um, I just You just don't know. They ended up getting a win against a pretty good Buffalo Bills team. Buffalo Bills 6-3. The Cleveland Browns are 3-6. They end up, Browns end up winning the game 19-16. But as we look at the stats for the, uh, I'm going to start with the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is 266 yards, 22-41. of 41. No touchdowns, no interceptions. I still think he's got to make better plays. He's got to make better decisions. He's doing some things good in the game, but he's not scoring. He's not that deep ball and, you know, getting making good decisions as far as getting his guys, throwing his guys open, getting in the end zone. It's just not there. Uh, Singletary uh, did some – I mean, he had eight carries for 42 yards. Josh Allen has six for 28 once again, the running game really isn't there. Josh Allen, you know, ran away a couple times. Uh, he had two touchdowns rushing with his legs, but he's not throwing any with his arm. I just I want to see him do better from the quarterback position. Uh, John Josh John Brown five for seventy seven. Cole Beasley four for seventy four. So he's doing some good things. As I said, getting the guys the ball. I just think he's got to do better in the passing game, scoring points consistently because they have a they got a pretty good defense. They just got to show up and, and freaking score more than 19 freaking points. But as we look at this, uh, as we look at the Cleveland Browns, this offense has been crazy. This offense has been ugly. This offense is, they've been indecisive, um, inconsistent. This is what they've been. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, 26 for 38, 238 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Nick Chubb, 20 for 116. This was good. I, I, I think this, they need to use these uh, two backs that they have, Nick Chubb and and uh, Kareem Hunt. Use them guys up. Get Kareem Hunt more involved. Running the ball, throwing him the ball out the backfield. Got to get these guys involved. Jarvis Landry, 9 for uh, 97. He is a receiver that I, I've always liked him. Uh, Odell Beckham, uh, 557. He's a guy that I think they need to force feed. And I understand a lot of people have been saying force feed Odell. You got to figure out a way to get him the ball, to get him touches. Because Jarvis Landry, he's going to work regardless. If if Odell is getting touches, Jarvis is going to work. He's going he runs his routes hard, he runs them crisp, and he understands how to catch the ball. Everybody's going to have drops. We get it. But they got to figure out how to get these two guys the ball. Baker Mayfield already got his biggest tight end killed. Uh, so he, he got him killed. But, you know, Kareem Hunt had seven receptions for 44 yards. So, you know, like I said, continue to get him involved out the backfield as far as receiving and running the ball. Defensively, they, I, I thought they played well. Morgan Burnett led this team with eight tackles. Um, you know, so they played, they played solid against the offense that is, once again, inconsistent. Um, you know, they play an inconsistent Buffalo Bills offense. You know, they, 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 they're relying on their defense. I think they need to take the step as offensively and do some things so that they can show that they're a complete football team and not just a good defensive team. Moving on. Now, I'm excited about this one because 
well, I shouldn't say I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited they won. I think this is probably one of the best offenses in the National Football League with the Atlanta Falcons. They beat the New Orleans Saints 26-9. to Now, I don't understand how Coach Quinn still got a job. I'm, I'm, it's beyond me. This is a 2-7 and football team. They've been playing awful defensively. They've been playing awful. and, and I should, They've been playing pretty bad offensively as well. I understand they've been talking about making some changes, doing some things differently. But, I mean, for Dan Quinn to still have a job is crazy to me. It's, this next week is going to be a telltale uh, for him. I thought I, I thought he should have been fired a few weeks ago, but that's just me. I'm not writing the checks. But this was 26-9 win for the Atlanta Falcons. This is exciting to see because Matt Ryan went 20 for 35, 182 yards, two touchdowns, and he still can't stop throwing picks. He had one pick. You're going to have mistakes. I get it. Brian Hill was 20 for 61. Uh, Deontay Freeman was 10 for 38, and I know he's battling a foot injury, uh, so Hill is going to have to pick up the load. But I think just with this offense alone, passing the ball, they should get a lot of things a lot of they score a lot of points and still be consistent and, and keep moving the ball and just you know rely on Hill, not have to put a lot of pressure on him. But Julio Jones three for seventy nine, uh, Calvin Ridley three for twenty eight, and then they had um, Russell Gage four for twenty three. I, I still think you're playing the New Orleans Saints defense that was that's that's really good, a top defense in the National Football League to me, in my opinion, a really good team. Uh, but you know. I, they got out here and they won a game, twenty six to nine. Uh, the Saints, Drew Brees. 287 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He threw the ball 45 times. He had 32 completions. Um, Alvin Kamara had four. He was four for uh, 24. They did not run the ball a lot. They ran the ball 11 times. And this, that, that, me watching this football game, I was a little surprised by that. I didn't understand it. Uh, I think you got to get these two boys going, and Murray and, and Kamara, uh, Kamara got to get these boys going. But Michael Thomas continues. He's continuing to shred, shred, shred. 13 receptions for 152 freaking yards. This kid is really good. He is really freaking good. As I've said before, I didn't understand $100 million. I don't know if I really understand $100 million with an officer player anyways, or a player, period. But $100 million, this kid is freaking balling. Uh, Jared Cook, I mean, 6 for 74. They continue to do some things. You know, I was really – I was excited to watch uh, Marcus Williams defensively play. This kid had an interception. Uh, Demario Davis, I really like this linebacker. Uh, he had a sack. He had, what, 10 or 11 tackles and, um, you know, three tackles for loss. So, this – it was exciting to see this team. They're still playing really good football. But the, the, the uh, Atlanta Falcons got the best of them, and they got the victory. Moving freaking forward. This was a game, and the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm a, you know, the Chiefs drafted me in 2006. I'm so appreciative. I, I'm thankful. Uh, I picked the Chiefs to win this game. They handed this game over to the Tennessee Titans. Handed it. I shouldn't say that, take that back. The Titans took it. because it, Just because you make a mistake and everything else, the Titans took this freaking game. Now, as I talk about this, this football game to me, a 35-32 to 30, 32 victory for the Tennessee Titans. I continue to say, if Marcus Mariota would have been in this football game, this would have been a this has been a L for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill has brought he, he he has brought leadership, he has brought consistency, he has brought good footballs to this offense, throwing good balls to his receivers, throwing them open, throwing touchdown passes, leading the guys, running the football like this has been. I mean, 
getting himself out of situations and running down the football field. This has been freaking good. As I look at this, Ryan Tanner, it was a late start for him. I, I, I'll, I'll be the first to say, but 13 for 19, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, anytime he has 20-plus carries, it's good things. Good things happen for the Kansas City Chiefs. 188 yards on two touchdowns for this running back. I I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't understand. I know they put a lot of money into Deion Lewis. Derrick Henry should be the lead dog for the Tennessee Titans. I don't understand why he's not. I don't understand why they're hesitant to feed him. I don't get why the the every other game they decide to feed him. Next game is going is going to tell us because if he has ten carries for freaking forty yards, like I mean, it's just too in, they're they're inconsistent feeding the best offensive player they have on his football team. Derrick Henry needs twenty plus carries a game. He needs him. He needs him a game twenty plus carries. When that happens, good things happen for this football team. From the head coach to the OC, they need to understand this and get this now because. They're at a, they're a five and five football team. They should have two to three more losses because of some stupid decisions that they've made in football games. But with the Chargers and then with the Chiefs messing up and then with uh, the other team that messed up because the Panthers just beat their tail. But other than that, you know they made some dumb decisions. Tampa Bay Buccaneers that was an officiating problem. So they should have two to three more losses in this in, in the L. So they should have eight losses right now. But they don't. They're five and five. They got to understand. You have you you won some games you probably shouldn't have won. Now the test comes. You're gonna start playing more divisional games. You gotta get consistent offensively, defensively. You're gonna have to make some stops. This Chiefs offense, I thought they did. I, I, I thought they did a lot of things really well. Uh, Mahomes was freaking 36 for 50. He had 446 yards. He's absolutely shredded this defense. It, it, I mean, this offense was good without him. They're exceptional with him. The main person to this is Coach Reed. Coach Reed is is super-duper smart. He understands how to put his guys in winning positions. He understands um, how to draw plays schematically and just beat the piss out of defenses. Now, having said that, I thought they made a a, a horrible decision. A horrible decision. But before I get to the horrible decision, Damian Williams, as as I watch football games and I watch guys run the ball, I was waiting for this kid to fumble. I, I don't. I hate the way Shady uh, McCoy runs the ball. I, he he's a guy who, when they even played him, I'm looking to strip him every single time. But the way Williams was running, I just knew a fumble was coming, and he fumbled, and they ran that thing back. That's the difference. That was a difference in his football game, and it was another difference uh, in his football game when, as now I fast get back to uh, Coach Reed. He's super duper smart. On third and two, run the football. You're moving the line of scrimmage. Run the football. You want to keep throwing the ball. Get the ball out the air. Run the ball downhill. Now, when we get to the field goal, where they tried to go for the they tried to go for the field goal, you should have punted the ball. Make the Tennessee Titans go all the way down the football field. Make them drive. Instead, you chose to kick a long kick. The long snapper was obviously confused. The punter, Dustin, the, the holder was was. I mean, he was trying to check with the kicker. I thought his awareness, because that could have been ugly. It could have been ugly if he if, if he saw the ball come and caught it at the last second and just stood up and threw it. Now, with that, I mean, the Tennessee Titans beat their tail. I mean, they just drove downfield and scored a freaking touchdown. So, long snappers can lose you games. 
Just like a kick returner can lose you a game by muffing a punt, just like a quarterback can lose you a game, just like any other player. And I felt bad for the long step because he didn't want to make any kind of eye contact with anybody. He didn't talk to anybody. Went back over to the sideline. But the Tennessee Titans took this freaking game. My last game that I'm going to talk about for this week 10, I had to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. I, I, and I put them last because I, I'm, I'm hoping I don't go too long. But as we, as we talk about the Baltimore Ravens, I, 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 I said how Lamar Jackson is not – he's not in my he's, – he's top five as far as my MVP candidate. Like he's doing some good things. This is a bad Bengals team. Now, I thought at the beginning of the season, for some odd reason, I thought the Bengals was going to show up and play better football than they're playing. They're awful. They're flat out awful. Offensively, defensively, like they're bad. I don't understand what the coaches are doing. I don't understand why. I'm I'm trying to get why the freak is Finley in the game. He sucks. He is awful. I'm I'm, I'm trying to understand. Why is he in the game? Like Dalton was not the problem. Dalton is, is not the problem. The O-line is beat up. Your team has to get healthy. But the coach got to call better plays. The way they run the ball is, I mean, no, nothing goes together. Throwing the ball, running the ball, it, nothing. Why are we running right here? Why are we throwing right here? It's just everything is backwards. So for everybody who was excited about this hire, I wasn't excited about the hire. I just thought they were going to be a better football team with the change of coaches and everything. I just thought they were going to be a better football team. But... I guarantee you Coach Lewis laughing because this team is piss poor, awful, 0-9 football team. A team that this team has no physicality. They're not physical. Being in the AFC North, this game is usually physical. This was not a physical football game at all. This was a straight up get on my lap, bend your butt over, and this was a whooping. This was a whooping by the Ravens. The, there's no fight in this Bengals team. None. Finley's out there lost. He shouldn't be in there, number one. The head coach is lost. Mixon, uh, like, Mixon's doing some good. 30 carries for 114 yards. Mixon is the best player right now for this football team. You see Tyler Boyd come around every now and again, but, I mean, Mixon is the best player for this team, for this offense. I'm not even going to talk about the freaking defense. This defense is sucks as a team they're they're awful this this defense is flat out they're not physical they don't understand they don't they're not there there's no awareness there's no communication they're inconsistent I thought there was going to be better my DB coach from college Lou Anarumo is the defensive coordinator and it's been a freaking just uh, they've been a dud they've been awful when I look at the Ravens, I'm tired of talking about this Bengals team. When I look at the Ravens, I get it. Lamar Jackson had two inc- incompletions the entire game. He had a per- They said he had a perfect uh, passer rating. He was 15 for 17, 223 yards, three touchdowns, no interception. That should happen against a team like the Bengals, just like it happened against a team like the Miami Dolphins early in the year where they were pretty bad. Dolphins, the Dolphins is still bad, but his perfect his perfect quarterback ratings came from the Dolphins and the Bengals. So I keep saying he's exciting. He's fun to watch. 
I don't know how long this style of play will last. As games are continuing to be played, film is continuing to be out there. It's continuing to go out there. I understand. Everybody going to say, it's been nine games. Ain't nobody caught up yet. I get it. Not yet. It's been nine games. He ain't taking a lot of hits. You're right. Not yet. It's not a matter of if. It's when. It's when. As, I, as I've said before, looking at the play where everybody's talking about is all on social media where uh, Lamar pulled the ball and was running up the middle and then spent back inside. What a crap were two Bengal defenders running up each other's booty and then they, they ran right past him and he spent right off of them. I'm sorry, but th- this this was that was a poor defense. But I, he's exciting. But how long will this last? I'm not ready to jump on board yet. He threw the ball well against a bad team. Where are these throws against good teams? This team right here, when they play a good team, the Ravens are predominantly in a three tight end set. That's what they're in. Lamar Jackson led rushing seven for 65. Mark Ingram, nine for 34. Like I said, Mark Ingram, I think this this kid has been balling to me. Lamar Jackson's been balling as well. So I'm trying to give props to, to a lot of people. Marquise Brown, four for 80. This young talent, he he is young. He is raw. He is just out there balling. But when they play a good team, this really is non-existent. They beat some teams. Because I know a lot of people was on me on, on, on Twitter. When they beat Seattle in Seattle, yep, they sure did. They sure did. Seattle has been bad starting off the games, and that's what happened. Seattle couldn't come back. They couldn't, they, they couldn't figure their way out of that hole. And the Ravens took advantage of it. I, I'm, I'm with you. So it might sound like I'm talking out of both ends of my mouth because it's exciting to watch. But at the same time, how long is it going to last? I don't think it lasts long. I really don't. I, I, I don't think, you know, I, this is this is exciting for the regular season. I don't think it wins you playoff games. I'm just being honest. If it does, it does. But I'm here to say I don't think it's going to win you a playoff. I certainly don't think it'll win a championship. It's never happened. But I could be wrong. And if when I'm wrong, I'll apologize. Is, is Lamar Jackson exciting? Yes. Is a lot of people keep asking me, is he throwing the ball better this year? He's throwing the ball the same. I mean, I, I think this year, obviously, he's, he's had more he's had more games to throw the ball. He's throwing the ball just like I thought he would throw the ball. When he plays against good teams, like like I said, Lamar Jackson throws ins, outs, he throws some corners. He does, I mean, he throws a fade. But his his routes, he doesn't really throw a lot of routes if you sit down and watch a game. If we cut on game film and you sit down, if we watch some film together, I can, I can tell you and show you. But this is – they're winning. That's why everybody's excited. But as soon as this thing goes the other way, when he take a hit, when somebody take away those rush lanes, when they just play uh, gap control football, make him throw, DeMar got to beat you with that arm. And that's why I said last night in that tweet, Russell Wilson is a clear-cut number one MVP candidate right now. But once again, it's not hate. I'm just talking football. The Ravens are doing good. They're physical. They're doing some really – the defense has stepped up. They're playing freaking good ball. They're knocking the piss out of people. And they beat a team that suck. And they beat them bad. And they should They should beat them bad because the Bengals are awful. So let's continue to – we're going to continue to watch. Y'all continue to call me out. Hit me up on Twitter at CrushBoy31. We'll talk ball. I'll be honest, and if I'm wrong, I'll let you know, and I'll apologize. 
But I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Bernard Pollard Show. Uh, guys, if you um, uh, so be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, The Bernard Pollard Show. And like I said, once again, hit me up on Twitter if you want to talk ball, at Crushboy31. We'll go at it, man. I like to debate. I like to, if you, if you offended by what I say, I'm sorry to hear that. Take it easy. Peace out.